Hello, this is JJ Holly. I'm the President and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce, and welcome to another issue of Between the Trees, sponsored by Woodlands Online. They help us out with production and do a great job and keep us straight. So welcome to another episode. And today I have the pleasure of welcoming Miss Missy Herndon, the President and CEO of Interfaith. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, Appreciate welcome. the opportunity. Yeah, this is nice. I haven't this seen you in nice. a while. I know. We usually cross paths a lot. And we do. COVID keeps us away, which is yes. unfortunate. Yes, the social distancing definitely has interfered with getting out and seeing people. I'm used to seeing people in little boxes now, you know, on Zoom yeah. and such. It's yeah. just not the same. It's not the same. It's, it's still productive, but it's not. It is very productive, actually. Near as good. Much more than I anticipated, actually, but yeah. still miss, you know, the personal yeah. connection that we get to see when you're looking at someone, actually. So I this agree. is fun. Thank y'all for and having me. And we're keeping our six foot distance away, Absolutely. so we're, we're being responsibly social. Uh, healthy, yes. aware. So, mm -hmm. well, tell us a little bit about how you got involved with Interfaith. Absolutely. So, um, I was actually um, had done a lot of volunteer work and served on boards, very active in the community as a stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. um, for uh, about ten years. I left my career in um, public relations as a consultant mm -hmm. to um, stay home with my three boys. Um, while I was home, I uh, started um, the Will Herndon Research Fund and started developing um, opportunities for research for juvenile baton disease that affected my son, kind of got that up and going. Mm -hmm. And then just quite honestly, um, my husband suffered a job loss and he said, you know, I think you're going to have to go back to work full time. And I can remember my words to him, well, whenever would I work? I'm so busy volunteering. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then it was like, well, what am I going to go out and do? And I really just had loved my community work. Um, it just filled my cup. And so I thought, well, I wonder if there's something that I could potentially do with a community service organization um, and kind of doing what I had been doing, um, you know, um, in terms of coordinating projects and um, mm -hmm. volunteering. And so I actually um, interviewed with Interfaith. They had a director of programs and services job, which basically that role oversees everything that's done in the Woodlands community in terms of the programs mm -hmm. offered. And um, got that job and worked in that role for um, nearly four years. And then when Dr. Ann Snyder um, had decided that, as she calls it, take a bit of a breath, because she had been working so hard and it just did an because incredible job. Because she never job. retired. She didn't retire. No, <laughs> she was very clear about that. Uh, but decided, you know, um, she had been really wonderful in supporting me and helping to, if you will, develop an internal candidate for the position. So when the role opened up I, um, for president and CEO, I applied and um, was very grateful that the board um, wow. selected me. And so now I've been in this role um, four and a half years. That's right. Which is just absolutely incredible. It's gone by so fast. Although I keep thinking, you know, I hope that I didn't curse, you know, between we both have been in these organizations in these roles That's right. during we've grown up together. We have during, you know, two major floods, a hurricane and now a pandemic. Uh, so I definitely am checking all of the boxes and mm -hmm. um, so but very privileged and honored to be in this role. Yeah. Well, uh, tell us a little bit of the history of Interfaith and George Mitchell's vision and how that how that worked together to create the organization that, that it is today. Absolutely. You know, I always say how amazing it is that somebody had the forethought to create an organization whose sole purpose is to build community. Mm. You know, before there was anything here, before the village centers were built, and of course the mall and all of these amazing corporations that were here, and this is just, we're literally trees and they're putting in roads. 
George Mitchell created the Woodlands Religious Committees. And his goal was to bring all of the congregations, one, into the area. You know, he had created these areas um, within the what would be the Woodlands community of where congregations, a diverse group of faiths, would come in and set up so that all these folks that were moving to his new community would have a place um, of worship, you know, mm-hmm. and to find a spiritual home with here. Um, from the very beginning, he always would say, that, you know, in order for it to not just be a town or a suburb of Houston, for it to truly be a community, people needed a spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. So his goal was to bring all of these faiths. And then once they got here, to really make sure that they work together for the common good of our residents. And so we always say that Interfaith um, was created to not only be a place um, where you could go and get assistance, but then mm-hmm. also to serve. And so our mission now, we're going on our 47th year, is to build a more loving and caring community through service. And as the woodland's grown, so does, so does Interfaith. And so now um, we actually changed our night name in 1974 to Interfaith of the Woodlands. Mm-hmm. We still have um, 63 member congregations that are all residing in the South Montgomery County area. And then our services, you know, um, you know, go from assisting people through crisis like the pandemic, um, helping seniors age in place. Um, we have a food pantry and a resale shop and a veggie village, workforce offices mm-hmm. and a school. I love the veggie um, village. So we, oh, veggie village is, is a big hit for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing, you know, to think that, you know, all, everything that we do is built out of community needs. Mm-hmm. It was never interfaith going out and saying like, you know, we're just going to create a program. It's because mm-hmm. people come and start sharing, well, there's a need out there. And then we look at ways that we can fulfill it. I mean, what for, uh, foresight from George Mitchell right? to develop that, uh, at the same time, he was developing the the uh, the, the township of the woodlands Absolutely. to think ahead that far to, that people would need a way to bond as a community. Absolutely, you know, he brought Reverend Gebert here from Philadelphia at the time, mm-hmm. and he drove down here with his family. I mean, which I always think, imagine packing up your car with all of your children and coming to a brand new area. And he really, Mr. Um, Reverend Gebert, really was able to you know, push through this whole thought of, okay, we're going to bring these congregations together and we're going to start programs of helping those in need. Because Mm -hmm. as population grew, of course, human needs grew. And Mm -hmm. he would say, and if you speak to, he's just an amazing man, still lives here in our community, him and his wonderful wife, Barbara, who worked at Interfaith for many years. And he would say what they would, over at the development company, if something arose, call Interfaith about it, just call Interfaith Mm -hmm. about it. And so, um, he started this tagline of because we care um, back in the 70s and they put it on the vans and it was on the school vans and those those um, all the different things that they had back then that were helping people in need and because people would say well why are you doing this you know mm-hmm. Reverend Gebert and he'd say because, because we, we care. care because we care and so wow. we actually brought that tagline back um, in 2017 um, just because it's so appropriate it really yeah. is just having an organization with so many resources at our fingertips. Um, now, of course, with so many corporate headquarters, amazing organizations like mm-hmm. the Chamber is such mm-hmm. a perfect example of how when we all work together, what an amazing difference that we can make for our neighbors mm-hmm. in need. And every single, not only Interfaith as an organization, but all of the many nonprofits in the county just are so wonderful about being collaborative yeah. and working to fulfill all of those needs. Yeah, we're not territorial. We aren't. We're, we're a better we're together. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, tell us a little about, about what Interfaith, uh, what services it provides in the community. You know, a lot of people look at the Woodlands from the outside in and say, well, there aren't a lot of needs in the Woodlands. Mm-hmm. Why would you need a charity? Why would you have these things that go on? But there is a lot of need in the Woodlands. And how does Interfaith 
fulfill that. Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of people may not know, but the Woodlands was built on HUD money. So there are, mm -hmm. there is HUD housing in every village in the Woodlands. And I think that's one of the most unique things about our area is that there is, there is diversity in all that we do. You know, um, Interface logo is actually stands for unity amid diversity. And, um, we as Interfaith um, and the people of Interfaith work very hard to um, have that component of bringing people together in order to serve and to be served. And so um, for Interfaith, all of our community programs, um, you know, don't cost anything. Um, everything is, um, it's not income based. It is very much of if you come and you say that you're in need, our goal is to help you. Um, so um, a huge example of that, of course, is um, our basic needs program, which is helping people, our family services program, help people, you know, with their mortgage or rent. We want you to keep you in your home, mm -hmm. help you um, if you've suffered a job loss, or maybe you have a job, but all of a sudden you have a major medical expense or your roof is coming in or something like that where I need to use my money I would usually use for my rent mm -hmm. to take care of this problem so that I can continue to stay here, but now I don't have money for my rent. Yeah. We're very much into helping people through a short-term crisis um, and that is you know they're plugging along and everything's okay and then they have a major challenge and now they're set back and there's so many studies that say once that you're once you're back on payments that's when eviction sets in mm. then you become homeless and once you're homeless it's very difficult mm. to come back from that so our goal is to help with that so we um, help people with rent mortgage utility bills we give out gas vouchers to the gas station so you can use your car to be able to get to work or to job um, if you will interviews um, we assist with clothing through our sell shop so when families come in that are need we give them vouchers so everyone that donates to the shop not only um, are we able to sell those that will reduce cost and all that money comes back to fund our programs but then we're also able to give vouchers so that you can get a suit to be able to go on a job interview or close mm -hmm. because of your new job. Mm -hmm. um, our seniors program is really amazing. Um, our goal with seniors is to be able to help them age in place of whatever place that is their choosing. And so we do that in a variety of ways through our transportation program that is actually a, uh, the Woodlands Township funds our, our transportation program, helping people get to necessary appointments, to the bank, to the grocery store, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, our, all of our programs for seniors are wrapped around either wellness or care. So we do everything from um, on a normal day, not during the pandemic, but activities. Are there um, any normal days? I, well, we haven't had one in a really long time and I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. But we were doing activities every day at the South County Community Center in mm -hmm. conjunction with Commissioner Nowak. And, um, and that would be a time where we'd have over 100 seniors show up every day and do bingo, um, mm -hmm. working with the Meals on Wheels where they would get a congregate meal. Mm -hmm. And so we collaborate with other nonprofits to really bring quality of life to the individuals in our area and to help them thrive and really get a step up. Um, and then, of course, multiple other programs. We have the you know, oldest um, child care center in mm -hmm. the, the Woodlands um, with our Interfaith Child Development Center. We operate the Workforce Solutions offices um, in the whole Houston-Galveston area, but the closest ones are Conroe and Cypress Station. Um, of course, our veggie village and our hand-me-up shop and our food pantry, which is just mm -hmm. a really amazing place where people are able right now actually to come once a week and get food if needed. And uh, I think a shining moment in Interface recent history was your response to Hurricane Harvey. So can you tell us about how that came about, how the, uh, the, the drive-through uh, warehouse Absolutely. got developed and all those services and because that served a lot more than just the woodlands it did it did so that was you know just a really incredible opportunity in collaboration with the county mm -hmm. um you know we um as, as the as the rainfall very different than a normal 
either flood or hurricane where we we kind of call ourselves, if you will, second responders. So we're home when everything's happening. And as soon as the rain stops, mm -hmm. we show up. And I tell you, our team is just incredible that way. Everybody that signs on at Interfaith knows that they are part of the disaster team. Um, we call it other duties as assigned. <laughs> and you're going to be pulled into every duty you could possibly imagine, especially during yeah. a crisis. And we're definitely seeing that right now as well. But so our team really mobilized. And during those floods of 2016, which um, those of us that worked um, and led through that, we kind of that was a great, you know, if you will, trial run. Yes. And so at that time, when we were really just responsible for the Woodlands area, we um, created the distribution center at the South County Community Center where we were able to, pull, you know, people are so generous and mm -hmm. pulling in clothing and supplies and food and those kinds of things. And then what we did was we had families that had been affected and working with multiple congregations. They were able to go through there and pick up the things they needed. Well, when Harvey hit, it was different because the rain, if you remember, it, it didn't stop. Mm -hmm. And what we found is, you know, those, several of us were at Interfaith as our area, you know, was um, in Panther Creek was safe to get to because we were having such an outreach from people, not only that they knew of people that needed help, but that they wanted to give. You know, mm -hmm. the news is telling everybody to stay home. <laughs> and what do we do? We have lines all the way down Panther Creek uh, of people wanting to give. Yeah. I mean, people were waiting in line to donate mm -hmm. two and three hours. It just... It's such a testament mm -hmm. to the type of community that we live in. And so we responded to that. We were so grateful that not only were we able to fill interfaiths, um, we have a chapel, which is kind of our largest space, open space. But next thing we know, we're pouring into Sally K. Ride and we're pouring into mm -hmm. Woodlands Community Presbyterian Church that's right down the road for us. And we quickly realized that, okay, we're running out of space. And at the same time, we were being called over to Creekside to help open the shelter there. We were being called up with the Office of Emergency Management and just amazing team of people that work at Interfaith, the staff are going up. And when we went up to the Office of Emergency Management, they said, you know, we have, they had opened this huge shelter at the convention center. And they said, you know, we need somebody who can help us um, take on these donations because again, people just being generous, mm -hmm. we're dropping things there, and we need someone to to oversee it, the distribution center, which is a huge job. Which, people don't realize well, the immensity. Of you that. know, well, we had done this little distribution. I mean, we think about the South County Community Center is a perfect size here. Mm -hmm. You know, call it four or five thousand square feet, however much space is over there, and we thought, okay, well, the center they're asking us to do was a hundred thousand square feet. So we joked with the team. It's like just take it from here and exponentially make everything bigger. Yeah. How and, hard can it be? Yeah, exactly. Just I will tell you, our team that went up there, um, they just took uh, um, volunteers. We had used at that point 12,000 volunteers over the course of about five weeks mm -hmm. that helped us. Within a week, we had mobilized all the donations. People, as you know, came from all over. There's mm -hmm. tractor trailer trucks coming in mm -hmm. from Chicago and people driving in from Dallas and just this amazing outpouring of support, wanting to support our area and because so much of the Gulf Coast you couldn't get to, people were like, we can get as far as you. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and we were able, because we were so close to the airfield there, you know, that, I mean, Senator Crichton stepped in and mm -hmm. corporate groups, I mean, a strike had given a truck. I mean, all of these folks, it's kind of like, if you will, the bringing the together of people, mm -hmm. um, which is interfaith's mission, all of a sudden just had arms and legs. Yeah. And everybody started seeing how they could be a part to help. And so they were shipping water, you know, out to Orange and mm -hmm. outside of Beaumont because we had it at the distribution site mm -hmm. right there. They were able to put it on a plane and ship it. I mean, things like that that just were really remarkable that it all took a life of its own. And mm -hmm. while we were so grateful and honored to be able to help lead it, it was all the organizations in the community stepped in, 
congregations from all over the county stepped in and then people, people started showing up. Mm -hmm. They were waiting in line up there to donate literally for three and four hours. They were waiting in line to receive, mm -hmm. you know, services as well. And um, we were able to get grocery carts. And so people just walked through like kind of a Sam's. <laughs> but yeah. it was, and we had volunteers manning everything. Mm -hmm. So we were able to give out medicine. I remember Richie Ray's pharmacy gave out a ton of, mm -hmm. you know, Tylenol and Band-Aids and all these things. Because when you think about the fact these people lost everything, mm -hmm. there was nothing. They needed clothes. They needed diapers. They needed pots. They needed pans. And we just happened to be the recipient of all of these mm -hmm. amazing donations. I really wish we would have, I would tell you one thing we learned, is I wish we would have somehow been able to um, quantify the amount of donations received. And we've got photos of that center. Yeah. I but remember mountains of clothes. The cl clothes mountain, we call yeah. it clothes mountain, yeah. and you know that really taught us to uh, knowing um, what to accept when. Mm -hmm. Also, making sure people set you know understand. Okay, while we would love to be able to take everything, mm -hmm. you know it is um, August. It's 2017 August September. Mm -hmm. It's hot. Don't donate your coats right no. now. Right, no. we don't need sweatshirts. Yeah. we need things that people can wear. Right now, today, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we need vouchers to Walmart and Kroger so we can buy undergarments, so mm -hmm. we can buy specialty items that we otherwise mm -hmm. wouldn't have had. We learned a lot from that experience. Um, and um, and I'll tell you, I believe it gave our team this amazing confidence, and not just our team, our, our community, because all of a sudden it wasn't about the Woodlands or Conroe or North mm -hmm. or South or you know East. It was all about mm -hmm. how can we best work together. Mm -hmm. And... People showed up. It was, I mean, uh, you know, all of the elected officials were there together. Mm -hmm. Everybody was there. And it was just this, it's, it really shows when you work together the amazing job that can be done. And mm -hmm. we were able, and I say we, I mean we as a county, not as interfaith, we were able to mobilize so much quicker than any other area um, in the greater Houston area, which really was able to allow our families um, to start moving forward with their mm -hmm. lives. So because mm -hmm. we were able to get people into shelter, into motels, mm -hmm. then we're able to get them the supplies that they needed. Mm -hmm. They were able to go, okay, well, mm -hmm. I'm in this motel for four weeks, so now I can start thinking, okay, how am I going to rebuild my home? Mm -hmm. Or where am I going to go after? I'm mm -hmm. not going to live there anymore. I'm going to get into an apartment. I'm going to get into long-term housing. Mm -hmm. um, and we were doing that within three to four weeks mm -hmm. when people were still being in you know, sitting in water just mm -hmm. because we had the resources mm -hmm. here. And it really just it goes back to we have some amazing people um, in our community, um, between leadership, between mm -hmm. neighbors, mm -hmm. wanting to help. Um, and it's times like even right now with COVID and being as long as we've been in this and no end in sight, you see just the beauty in people. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just really a, an amazing thing to see. Well, that's an amazing story and a great yeah. example. And I get real excited. Sorry. Yeah, I, know, I, can't, <laughs> I don't blame you. It's uh, just a neat time. And, yeah. and before I forget, I do want to make sure if someone does want to donate or volunteer or needs services from Interfaith, how would they how would they contact you? Yes, absolutely. So all of our information is on our website, woodlandsinterfaith.org. Mm -hmm. Also on all of our social media challenges, you know, channels between um you know, Facebook and, of course, um, Instagram and things like that. Um, they can always just call. Calling mm -hmm. is very simple. Mm -hmm. They can say, I would like to volunteer. We'll connect you mm -hmm. to our volunteer coordinator. She's really amazing. Her manager, her name is Sarah Mundy. Um, yeah. I want to help. I want to donate food. We accept food. We accept clothing, housewares. Um, you know, during the holidays, we accept, obviously, mm -hmm. we'll be doing toys in our senior holiday program as well as our adoptive family. Our focus right now is school supplies. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, school's going to look a little different at least for the first few weeks of the year, and there's a lot going on about that. But at the end yeah. of the day, fam these 
Students are still going to need supplies. They're going to need pencils and pens and markers mm -hmm. and crayons and all of those <laughs> things. Um, for those that are going back in person, they're going to need backpacks. And the parents may need Tylenol. And the parents might Advil, need something yeah. themselves, yes. <laughs> um, you know, what we've seen with COVID that we have not experienced before, because even during Harvey, as terrible as Harvey was in, um, for areas of our community, you know, there was, if you will, rebuilding. We went into a phase of rebuilding where there was mm -hmm. light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And we're not seeing that yet with COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's these waves and we don't know now with flu season and all these different things that are coming. And, you know, a heart just goes out to the healthcare mm -hmm. workers and the first mm -hmm. responders and now the teachers and the school district mm -hmm. and these essential workers that have just never stopped. And we've seen people, more people who have never been to a social service agency. They've never received any type of government, um, you know, subsidized funding of any kind. And, and you, you know, you can just see it on their face. It's mm -hmm. because they, they don't know how mm -hmm. they're going to get by. You know, now we're approaching the new first week of a new month and, you know, rents due, yeah. mortgages due and people's hours are cut and things have just changed so much. Mm -hmm. And so for us, what we really try to do is lighten people's burdens, lighten people's load as much mm -hmm. as we can. And so with school supplies, I mean, you think about, I have three children and I think about the cost of getting, you know, the packs for everybody, you're paying mm -hmm. easily $60, $75 for school supply packs, mm -hmm. plus absolutely a backpack, and they're going to want something to wear when they do go back to in-person school. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we estimate that cost of, you know, anywhere, you know, easily to, you know, $120, $130 a child. On a, on a low-income family, that's a huge hit. On a family right now who's not getting income, it, it, that's tough. And they're having mm -hmm. all of a sudden decide, you know, am I going to go out and buy these pencils or am mm -hmm. I going to put food on the table? And so with ours, we don't want them to have to make that decision. And so we're, um, we, we started COVID by doing a $500 disaster, um, if you will, um, stipend to help with their rent, mortgage, or utility bill. And we did that kind of as a one time for anybody. So if anybody hasn't had that through Interfaith, you are eligible if you live in South Montgomery County. And now we have our Kids for Kids school supplies program. And so if you have signed up or if you haven't signed up, you can call and we will be providing basic school supplies, a backpack, as well as a voucher to our hand-me-up shop and um, an opportunity for you to come and get food um, every week, if you should so choose, um, until um, we can kind of get through this. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also right now are working with Montgomery County, um, specifically us. We're working through Precinct 3, Commissioner James Nowak's office, um, to help with the CARES Act, which is some funding that's come through federally, that's come down through the county. Um, anybody in the county is actually eligible. There is no income eligibility on that. This is just if you have been impacted mm -hmm. in any way over the last five months through COVID, uh, by COVID, whether that you've taken care of a family member, you've had a loss of a job, maybe your hours were cut, mm -hmm. maybe your child care changed, and all of a sudden you're having to pay more for child care, um, then you're able to get, as a um, homeowner in Montgomery County, $2,000 um, toward your rent or mortgage over the next couple of months, um, or your mortgage, $2,500 if you rent. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you're considered, if you will, low income, then that could also go toward your utilities or prescription. Mm -hmm. And it's a very simple process. Um, those families can just register through mctx.org. You just click on that COVID-19 financial assistance button, um, and then we kind of will help handle the rest. And it's just what an amazing gift um, to help people get through a really tough time. Mm -hmm.
Wow. What what other ways have you uh, or lessons learned? Because you know lessons learned through Harvey, every big disaster that you mm -hmm. know we we uh, we are faced with, we find something else out. But mm -hmm. uh, what are some other ways that Interfaith has responded with COVID? And what are some lessons that you think you guys have learned in this new disaster that we're we're facing? Um, nothing's predictable. <laughs> Um, have a plan B, C, and D because, mm -hmm. you know, we kind of came into this with a plan and thought we would mm -hmm. have be doing that for X amount of months, if you will, and mm -hmm. that's kind of been thrown out the door. You know, so many of the nonprofits right now, um, you know, are having a really tough time because our needs are high and our mm -hmm. resources are low. Mm -hmm. You know, we've canceled um, our fundraisers that were set for the mm -hmm. fall with our Celebration of Excellence as well as our Giving Goes Glam. So funding has changed a bit, um, and so those are things that we have to continually watch for. We are grateful that we um, are um, diversely funded as Interfaith, just being along as, uh, around as long as we have. And so not only, of course, do we have um, just really amazing donors that have been so very generous from mm. our private side mm. that continue to give. And that's everything from giving large gifts um, to people that maybe haven't given in a few years now are giving. Um, we have amazing seniors that write $5 checks to us mm. every month, which is amazing. For them, $5 and a fixed income is a lot. Mm -hmm. And just to show, it gives goosebumps because it's just yeah. so sweet. So people have been giving in just so many generous ways, and that's made a huge difference. Um, things like the CARES Act, you know, to be able to, um, you know, for the county to give funding to the nonprofits, all that funding goes straight back out to the community. Mm -hmm. We normally do um assistance anyway, you know, crisis assistance. So that's helping fund that program, um, as well as, of course, being this really um, great opportunity with the county to be able to get this funding out to the people that are in need. Um, you know, we, we are, I would say, on a daily basis working through the challenges of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, you know, our school um, reopened and it was closed down through the, the spring and we reopened for our summer program. We're about to open um, on August 12th and August 17th, respectively, for our um, fall programs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's a whole new world of working with preschoolers, keeping them and their families and our staff as safe as possible. What that looks like, guidance is continually changing. And so um, we, while we try to plan accordingly, um, I realize that, you know, sometimes no plan is okay. Mm -hmm. And I am a planner. We work through strategic plans. We plan, you know, starting in September, we create a plan every year for the following year, an action plan. And those plans are you know, mm -hmm. kind of like down to, they're, they're, they're washed away right now. And so our thought is, okay, well, if this is going to be around, um, which it appears it is going to be a bit, then how can we serve? And so our programs are having to evolve mm -hmm. um, to be able to continue to meet the needs. And the needs are changing. You know, what we found, there's an area right now within our South Montgomery County service area that's really being hit hard by COVID. And, you know, they're scared. It's, um, it's a very wonderfully tight-knit community, but it is a lower-income community, um, high, high need. And so it's like, okay, well, normally people come to us. You know, we need to go out to them. Mm -hmm. And so it's finding opportunities to take our food pantry out through mobile food pantries. It's changing it up a bit. Now we're doing mask and sterilize, mm -hmm. you know, um, sanitizers, sanitizer, excuse me, hand sanitizer, mm -hmm. those kinds of things, thermometers and medicine, yeah. helping families, really meeting them where they are. Mm -hmm. And um, so it looks a little different, but at the heart of it, it's still the, it's still the same mission, which is mm -hmm. helping people.
Well, you do an amazing job. Interfaith does so an do amazing you. job. Thank you, JJ. Now, we all do it together. We do. We do. We're uh, a great team. Thank you again for being a guest today. Thank you. Uh, I and so tell us again, uh, uh, just uh, one last time, how someone can get in touch with Interfaith. Absolutely. So you can call. Um, you can call 281 367 1230, which is our main line. If you have any questions, needs, and the other there is if you call and you're not within our service area, um, we will get you to the resource that does what we do in your area. There is um, so many wonderful organizations out there that are working so incredibly hard all over the county to meet needs, and we will connect you. Um, you can also go to our website at woodlandsinterfaith.org or, of course, check us out on any of our social media channels. And thank you, JJ. Thank you to Woodlands Online. What a great opportunity. Uh, this is I'm nice. Honored. It was a pleasure to be with you today. So great so, visiting thank with you, you always. Thank you. And thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Between the Trees. Would I thank our production partner, Woodlands Online, for helping us uh, put this on every week. Thank you. We'll see you again next week. Mm -hmm.